Welcome to Sharp Waves, a podcast from the International League Against Epilepsy. Our episodes cover epilepsy research, clinical care, career development, and issues in diagnosis and treatment from around the globe. Epilepsy is more common in low and middle income countries. The reasons are complex and could include higher rates of head injury, birth complications, and other possible causes. But wealth is never distributed evenly. In any country, some people live with relatively higher levels of what experts call social deprivation, which takes into account income, education, housing, unemployment, and other measures. We spoke with two authors of a study that attempted to tally all the cases of newly diagnosed epilepsy and first seizures in all of County Cork, Ireland. They wanted to know, in this relatively homogenous county, were there higher rates of epilepsy in more socially deprived neighborhoods? So my name is Emer Maloney. I trained in neurology in Ireland and um, subspecialized in epilepsy. This research article is part of my PhD research, and I'm now uh, living in Cambridge and doing some further training in neurophysiology. My name is Ailish O'Reilly, and I'm a um, senior lecturer in epidemiology at um, the University College Cork. Emer was a student, uh, one of the best students we ever had, let's say. <laughs> so could one of you provide a little background and context for the study before we get into the methods and the findings? In epilepsy research, you know, we still need to understand who develops seizures and why um, from the cellular mechanisms to the social constructs. So that's kind of the the broad perspective on it. And um, the data in this article was part of a bigger study that we undertook to investigate the incidence of seizures and epilepsy in our region. That was the first study of its kind in Ireland. We worked really hard to capture all seizure presentations and to carefully characterize and classify them. And I guess then we were able to look at, um, okay, in our particular area, is there a difference in the incidence of seizures and epilepsy between areas of relatively high uh, compared to relatively low socioeconomic deprivation? There have been some similar large-scale studies um, in the UK, and there's been some other kind of smaller studies, and, and some of the results are conflicting, especially in children. And I guess, unlike some of the previous studies that might use kind of database or kind of coding data. We had, you know, good detail on the seizure and epilepsy type. We also had acute symptomatic seizures, which hadn't been researched before. Um, so we thought we might be able to kind of further clarify and refine what's known. So that's that's the, the reason we, we looked at this in particular. So the data were collected over an entire year throughout County Cork, which covers about 75,000 square kilometers, and it includes more than half a million people. Can you talk about your collection methods? Um, thanks. Yeah, it, it was. We spent a good bit of time planning the study and just trying to think about case ascertainment and maximizing case ascertainment and, you know, thinking about areas in the hospital or the community where seizures might present, but not necessarily traditionally come to be known in some of the other epidemiology studies. Um, so we we designed multiple overlapping 
perspective and retrospective methods and tried to cover acute hospitals and the community settings. In brief, you know, it involved kind of a review of emergency, emergency department triage, radiology, EEG databases, and then kind of regularly liaising with medical and nursing teams in the hospitals, and as well um, nursing home management and uh, management of residential care settings. So in as much as possible, we tried to capture uh, all the cases and then we reviewed the charts and the investigations of the cases and had criteria as to say whether this was you know, a definite seizure or probable or possible. We kind of then did the further analysis on just the definite and probable cases. One thing I was intrigued by was the relative deprivation index. And um, what can you explain a little bit about what that is and why you used it? Yeah, I can come in there. Um, so this is a relative deprivation index that was developed to pick up um, indicators from our sense, you know, our census that we do every five or ten years, and so it brings in variables for local areas and assigns a deprivation index to an area, a geographical area, and the parameters that they use might be, you know, the level of educational attainment, the population density, and other indicators. So it correlates well with other indicators that are out there, um, but it's one that is designed to specifically be applied to the data that's collected on our census surveys. So what we did with that information was we knew, you know, where everybody lived, all the um, patients that Emer had described previously. And so because we knew where they lived, we knew what the relative um, deprivation was in the area with, within which they lived. And so we could then also use the census to know how many people lived in that particular geographical division. And so we could calculate the incidence in each division and assign the deprivation index to that, to that area. So that's kind of how we applied it. We haven't collected control data, but we're using the general population from which the cases arose to give us sort of the control level data. So what were the main findings of the study? But from the whole population, um, and again, we just took the, the definite and probable cases. In total, there was um, 372 first unprovoked seizures, 336 uh, new diagnosis of epilepsy, and 189 first provoked seizures um, in the calendar year 2017. So then, um, as Eilish was saying, we went on to compare, um, to divide these up into quintiles based on their address. And so looking at each diagnostic category, so for unprovoked seizures and new diagnosis of epilepsy, the incidence in the most deprived quintile was about 1.8 times higher than the incidence in the least deprived quintile. And for first provoked seizure, the incidence was about 1.5 times higher in the most compared to the least deprived quintile. We subdivided based on age. So we looked at, I suppose it was because of the way the census data age grouping was that we looked at those less than 15 years of age and those 15 years of age and older. For all of the diagnostic categories, this difference between the most and, and least deprived quintile was similar. Um, we couldn't look at provoked seizures um, in children because there was only 10 cases uh, in the whole population. We subdivided again, then looking at new diagnosis of epilepsy 
by etiology. In Again, in structural um, etiologies of epilepsy, there is about 1.7 times the incidence in the most deprived quintile compared to the least. And for genetic and unknown etiologies, it was about twice twice as high an incidence in the most deprived compared to the least deprived. But in the genetic uh, group, there was quite small numbers, so it wasn't statistically significant. So was either of you um, surprised by these findings or were there any of the sub-analyses that you were particularly struck by that you didn't expect? I think the the number, it is similar to what was seen in other populations, but just having gone through, you know, each case individually in such detail and kind of being familiar with them. And then when you take a step back and divide them and think it's it's nearly twice the incidence in the most deprived, I guess I was just struck by that. And it seemed like no matter which way we kind of subdivided it, that, that trend was there. We also we looked at um, a trend analysis and we found that a 1% increase in the relative deprivation was associated with about a 4% increased risk of unprovoked seizures. And so because that trend was there, it suggests that the etiology might be multifactorial. And I think that's also reflected in the way that we could see the association, no matter which way we subdivided um, the, the cases. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think in some ways in Ireland, I think the range from the most to the least deprived mightn't be as wide as in other populations. So to still be able to see that kind of trend, um, I thought was quite remarkable. And I have an interest in social epidemiology. So to see that that, the social SES can be a factor to newly highlight um, other uh, conditions that are affected by people's social condition, I think is important. It's important in terms of where we put our resources as well in trying to prevent disease. In your opinion, what what are the strengths and maybe some limitations of the paper? I think um, the almost complete case ascertainment is definitely one of the strengths and hopefully makes it a really like reliable and robust cohort. It gives us a lot of information about the service needs locally. The other kind of strength of the study in it, in a general sense is that we did use the kind of most up-to-date ILAE definitions of epilepsy and its classifications. So um, it gives some information about, you know, these definitions in practice. In terms of the limitations, I think it would have been great to have some more descriptive data and more detail on individuals' risk factors. So I guess when you use these population-based tools or kind of region-based tools for deprivation, you can't account for an individual living in that area who might be, you know, an outlier. Um, So it would have been great to have some individual um, markers and then also individual risk factors. But because we gathered the, the data retrospectively, we didn't have complete risk factor information for each case. I think it would be hard to get that kind of detail at a population level. Are there plans for follow-up study to this or a study that was inspired by the results or anything? It would be good to replicate this in a bigger cohort, not maybe using these specific data, but to find another larger study that that we could use to replicate the findings. Um, We think they're robust, but it's always good to replicate everything um, if we're interested in this idea of causation. It would be great if we could go back to these patients and do some follow-up with them. 
in terms of sort of more epidemiological studies, I think we might maybe look at some air quality or environmental factors. These are again sort of area level factors that we can attach to the individuals based on their kind of address and stuff. So that might be another avenue that we go down um, whilst doing the the IRB work to get you know um, permission to go back and recontact the patients. Access to care can be a barrier, especially for people who experience higher levels of social deprivation. So were you worried that that might affect your results? Yeah, we we have, you know, a model of care where most people have access to care without insurance. There is a subset of the population who would have insurance, but even within our system where everyone has access to care, there will be underrepresentation in any kind of sought care among people who are more social have more social deprivation that would mean that our the contrast that we see is um, weaker than it might be if we had full access to people in the highest level of social deprivation so if if anything then if this does exist and i don't think it exists as much as it might in other jurisdictions but if it does exist it just means that we've underestimated that our association and that we're at the lower limit of what might be the association. So if you had, if you had to describe this study to somebody who wasn't an expert in the field, um, you know, the findings of the study, how would you do that? What would you say? Yeah, well, I would probably like say that we already know that life expectancy is shorter for people who live in the most socially deprived areas. But would you believe that it extends to neurological um, conditions like epilepsy? And I think it is a little startling, you know, that the reach of social deprivation is so wide that across all these provoked, unprovoked, different ages that this persisted. You know, Ireland is not a low resource country, but like you said, relatively speaking, there are still gradients of risk. Yeah, I think when you asked me, you know, what what struck me about it, just thinking as you were describing it there, you know, we kind of think globally about the 80% coming from low-income countries. And then we're in a country that, that doesn't have a very, you know, you could say it doesn't have a very dramatic view. And then we're also in, in a particular region of that country. Um and when you when we were looking at the map, you know, as we're mapping people by address into these electoral divisions, they can be quite close to each other or, you know, medium level, close to high deprivation. And to think that, you know, there's something happening at that level that's causing these findings, it's, um, it, you know, quite stark. And you kind of, as Ailey said, that deprivation can be so all-encompassing to affect this particular disease. These div- geographical divisions are- that the census has created, you know, the, some of these people were living maybe three, four streets away from each other. Yeah. And yet we could still capture this. There's something was still being captured and it's intriguing. And it's also an injustice. And it's something that, you know, you'd love to get to the bottom of. So thank you both for meeting with me and talking about the paper. Um, The paper is titled Association Between Social Deprivation and Incidence of First Seizures and Epilepsy, a Prospective Population-Based Cohort.
It was first published in Epilepsia in May 2022. Thanks for listening to Sharp Waves. Our content is meant for informational purposes only and not as medical or clinical advice. The International League Against Epilepsy is the world's preeminent association of health professionals and scientists working toward a world where no person's life is limited by epilepsy. Find more Sharp Waves episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at ilae.org.